follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The following program is for informational and educational purposes only. This program does not replace medical, mental health, or psychological diagnosis and treatment prescribed by your personal physician, psychologist, therapist, or other health care provider. Please consult your provider for diagnosis and care before beginning or changing any program or idea discussed. Our teens need more support and encouragement than ever before. We need to show them that there are so many accomplishments in their lives that are just waiting to be discovered. This is the Dr. Stem Show with Dr. Stem Malatini. We want teens today to feel valued in their schools, homes, and in the community. The Dr. Stem Show will give the voiceless a voice and the hopeless hope. Now, here is Dr. Stem. Good afternoon and welcome to the Dr. Stem Show. Today's topic is a follow-up to a topic that we have already spoken about on two of my books that I recently released this year for parents and teenagers, which are both geared towards increasing the communication and bridging that gap of communication that is between the teenagers and the parents. So the title for this episode is The Things That Parents Wish Their Teenagers Knew. What I did was I took the book that I wrote and gave it to six parents that came into my office so that I could see what they would choose out of those 47 and a half things that I I gathered from different parents and put in a book, what they would choose to have their children or teenagers know. What was interesting was there was one couple that was a husband and wife and the other ones were single parents that were among the six people that were there. The things that the the parents that were the husband and wife chose were actually different. They chose 15 different things from probably except for two things that they wanted their teenagers to know, which was very interesting because I'm wondering from the parents that are out there how many parents that are together but they're on different pages in raising these teenagers or their children per se and how confusing and frustrating it must be for those teenagers to have mom and dad not being on the same page. So one of the reasons for this book is also to bring the parents on the same page or those people that are raising these teenagers on the same page so that they don't get confused on who wants them to know what or who wants them to do what. The description for the episode says, when you consider that the teenage years are a period of intense growth, which they are, not only physically, but morally and intellectually, it's understandable that this is a time of confusion and upheaval for many, many families out there. Most parents and teenagers wonder why they have trouble communicating. Every little bit of insight that might come either from the parents or the teenagers themselves is going to be very, very helpful. And this is the reason why I came up with writing the books from one from the teenager's perspective on the 47 and a half things to say to your teenagers and how to say them. This book is about what the teenagers wanted to tell their parents, and I have already shared that with you in a previous segment. Today, I'll be sharing with you from my book, 47 and a Half Things That Teenagers, uh, That Parents Want Their Teenagers to Know. 
and this is from the parents themselves as well as from my expertise of what I have experienced in the 19 years that I have been in private practice providing counseling services to teenagers and families, which is my passion, by the way. And it's always intriguing day after day when I meet families and their teenagers that it's the same issues, it's the same problems that I have heard 19 years ago. So it was, you know, fitting for me to write these things down so that for those of you that are still raising children, you can continue to learn from each other as well as from these parents that have already raised teenagers. So I hope that this show will help to bridge that communication gap and also help the teenagers understand where the parents and adults are coming from. As you know, I am in private practice, and this is Dr. Stem Matlatini. For those of you that are joining us for the first time, I am in private practice. I provide individual family counseling services, and my specialty is in adolescent services. I have also taken my work outside where I am a speaker at schools. I go to schools. I go to conferences and speak to you about the parenting issues that uh, parents are facing this day with their teenagers. But mostly I'm out there to inspire, motivate, and empower teenagers so that they can become the best leaders that they can be. Because guess what? They are our tomorrow's leaders. So I gave the book you know, uh, for people to read and make recommendations. I'll read you two recommendations that are put in my book from one parent. Um, her name is Mrs. Maria Gruan from Boston, Massachusetts. She read the book and she said, I wish my teenager loved to read because these are very, very good tips that I wish I could tell her. These are true important and valuable tips that are in this book because they are practical and easy to understand. I like the way Dr. Stem tells it like it is, she says. Teenagers always talk about being real. In this book, this is real. It lays a foundation for successful communication and success in every teen that practices these tips. They say charity begins at home. When a teenager learns to communicate with their parents at home, it will be easier for them to understand and communicate with others outside the home. That is, in the school, work, community, I highly recommend this book, says Mrs. Grulon. Thank you for that recommendation. You know me, I always had to give it to another teenager as well because I wanted the teenager's opinion on what they would think about what their parents want them to know. And this is what one of the teenagers wrote in the book as a recommendation. His name is Bryce McIntosh from Peabody, Massachusetts. He says, I'm a teen and this book is definitely helpful for me to understand adults in general because adults are too complicated for nothing at times. You just can't understand a simple conversation. They always end up lecturing and it's like, stop already. Maybe I now can understand and just shut up. I don't know about listening sometimes. It's too much lecture. I like it, though. I really do. And that's from a teenager. And you know, you can tell from reading it that that's from a teenager. So as much as sometimes they don't want to hear it, I think it helps if we, you know, communicate with them and actually have a conversation with them that is not lecture. As you said, I don't know how to do that without lecturing, you know, because anything that you try to say to a teenager, to them, the perception is there they go. They're trying to lecture me. So I hope that this will narrow out that lecture um, series where we can have a conversation back and forth. So I will share with you some of the things that these six parents picked out when I gave them the books to select some of the things that they would want their teenagers. And it was unanimous for most of these things that they all chose. Um, either five or six of them chose the same one. Um, the first one was about college. And in the book, I said, the closer you're leaving for college comes, the stranger you may find your parents behaving. This is to the teenager. They may be a bit clingier than they were when you were a baby. They may stress about money a bit more. Hey, it's expensive to pay for college. Even if they can pay for it, it's still an expensive process for them. They may even start pushing you to do more for yourself. Yep. You wore the clothes so you can wash them. 
And who said you're guaranteed to have dinner fixed for you every night? Preparing to leave for college is about a lot more than getting out from under your mother and father's constant supervision. It's all seeing eyes and starting as a teenager. They know, the parents, that you'll be judged by how you look on paper. They know the temptation that you're going to face. They know how hard it is for you to adjust to not having that supervision from them anymore. So do yourself a favor. Take a few pointers from someone who has been there and done that, and that is your parents. Work hard, learn to cook, clean, do laundry, quit expecting the gas tank to be full whenever you want a car, and don't deny them a few extra hugs and kisses and time to talk and just hang out with them. You may not know it, but they are really going to miss you and you are really going to miss it as well. This is a quote that I put with that point. A boy becomes an adult three years before his parents think he does. And about two years after he thinks he does. This is a quote from Louis B. Hershey. With that college point, I can tell you excuse me, that there was not a dry tear when these parents started discussing uh, this issue about college and how hard it is to separate with their teenagers when they go to college <coughs> in high school. So the thing about it is, please be understanding that the parents are saying to you that we're not becoming too hard or too harsh with you is because there's so much at stake. Not only are we losing you as that baby that we used to have in the house, but now you're becoming an adult and it's going to be costly as well. So we have to make sure that we have the right funds to pay for you. And that's what the parents wanted you to know. The other point that they chose was know when to hold them and know when to fold them. And in this one, I talk about you may not believe this right now, but you've got the majority of your life to be on your own, to come and go as you please, to pay your bills, to get yourself ready for work each morning, to take care of your own family. That time will come and you'll have the rest of your life to do that. So for now, give your parents some credit for knowing what's best for you. It's a scientific fact that our brains don't fully develop until we are in our early 20s. So even if you think you've got it all figured out and your parents don't know, they don't have a clue, there's no possible way from a physical and scientific standpoint that you can have everything figured out in your life. Trust me, I know. That's right. Listen more and argue less. They know what they are talking about. And the parents unanimously chose this one and said, if only we could have our teenagers listening more and not arguing with us every time that we try to say something. One more before I go on break, because, you know, it was one that made me laugh when we were discussing about it. Number 26 tip says, compliment your parents. Does your mom look nice? Tell her if she does. Does your dad do a great job sometimes when, you know, he's talking to you or when he's, you know, cleaning the yard or just hanging out with you and talking to you? Tell him that, Dad, I enjoy it when we do this or when you tell me this because the parents admit that they miss that from their children because all they do is argue with them. So tell your parents that you notice them, that you love them, and that you care about what they think and do with you. With that, we're going to take a quick break and I'll come back and pick a few more of the tips that the parents wish their teenagers knew will be right back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com How much difficulty do you have getting your employees or your customers to listen to the solutions you can offer? This may be one of the great frustrations in business. It's time to excel. Dr. Stem now offers solutions with her Soft Skills Leadership Training Program and the Women's Executive Leadership Training Program. To reserve your seat in one of her coaching sessions, purchase her books, or to book her services, email her at drstemmalatini at gmail.com. Or go to her website at www.drstem.org. 
the rise of women into society's most powerful leadership roles ranks among the most profound social transformations of recent decades. Leaders around the world realize that lifelong professional and personal developments are no longer an option. They are a necessity. It's time to excel. Dr. Stem is the personal and professional coach, trainer, and speaker who will take you from ordinary to extraordinary. To book one of her coaching sessions or services or purchase her books, email her at drstemmolatini at gmail.com or go to her website at www.drstem.org. As a youth motivational speaker, author, and coach, Dr. Stem understands that in a world where today's youth and parents are jaded and disappointed by institutions and people they perceive as out of touch with the reality of their lives, motivation is a dose that is much needed. It's time to excel. Dr. Stem Malatini is a refreshing change from the typical speaker. Dr. Stem understands the pressures, heartaches, temptations, hopes, and dreams of the generation that is just now coming of age. Students listen in transfixed silence as she speaks with the Clarity and confidence of someone who has worked with teens, parents, and teachers for over 20 years. Her high-energy school assembly programs create a defining moment for schools and provide an experience students never forget. To reserve your seat in one of her coaching sessions, purchase her books, or to book her services, email her at drstemmolatini at gmail.com or go to her website at www.drstem.org. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to the Dr. Stem Show. To reach Dr. Stem or her guest, please call into the show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you prefer, you may send an email to drstemmolatini at yahoo.com. Now, back to this week's show. Today we are talking about the things that parents wish their teenagers knew, which is quite interesting because I'm hoping that this is a forum that when you're listening to this show today, that it will be enlightening for those teenagers to say, what? I never knew that my parents wanted me to know this. And for you, the parents, this is a great way of starting a conversation with your teenagers. I have written the book, 47 and a Half Things teens need to know about getting along with their parents to help you to facilitate that conversation, to help you to start that conversation with your teenager. What what do you do? You get one of those books, two of those books, give your teenagers one and you hold one with your spouse or just by yourself and you sit down at a table and do the same thing that I did and say, why don't you pick two or three things that you want me to know today? And let that teenager go through the 47. They're really easy and it's an easy little book that you can flip through and, and, and let them tell you what they want you to tell you for that day or for that moment. And you'll be amazed just maybe by one thing that they choose that you'll be able to have a civil conversation about what has happened or what it is that you want them to know or, you know, if there's a behavior problem that is going on or, you know, they're not talking to you or there's an incident that happened. This is a great way of starting to talk about that and in a calm way where you can both understand each other. Anyway, let me pick another one that they picked. They picked number 29, which says, don't try to fly solo all the time. It says, from the time you were born, your parents have been teaching you to make good decisions. By now, their investment should be paying off. You should be capable of making smart and good decisions about most things. But there are times when you need help, and there's no better help than what you can get from your parents. Why is that, you ask? Well, no one knows better. No one loves you more, and no one wants more for you than your parents do. That's why. So when it comes to things like school, jobs, relationships, peer pressure, colleges, bullying, and all sorts of other big ticket items that we call big ticket items, don't try to fly solo. Don't try to do it alone if you do have a parent that cares and that wants to be there for you. 
I tell the families and the teenagers that I work with that, you know what, it's almost like it's a job for most parents that they love to do. And sometimes, you know what, just like any other job, you're not going to be happy to go to work. You're not going to be in the mood to do work. But teenagers, remember, the parents are working for you. You are the boss. They're actually wanting to do, you know, things for you so that you can grow up to be a better person than, you know, hopefully that, than they were. If you're from Africa like I am, most of our parents worked so hard and worked for us when we were young so that today we can go back and take care of them and work hard to make sure that they lack nothing in their old age, that we can continue to take care of them even better than the way that they took care of us. That's how we are raised. And I hope that, you know, it's something that other cultures can also take and and instill in them to say, you know what, when you can, it's always a good thing to embrace race taking care of your parents when they're in their old age and you have made it as an adult and that's why it's important to learn as much as you can to be as prepared as you can that way you'll be able to not only emotionally physically but monetary take care of them when it's your time to be um, the caregiver the other point that they picked out was number 13 it says hate is a very strong word it's a word that should be used only when talking about lima beans or the stomach flu or maybe in a some class that you really don't like, math class, science class. But it's not a word that should be used in the same sentence all the time as mom, dad, parents, teacher, or somebody else. I hate this person. I hate that person. You see, because it's such a strong word that, you know, will evoke a lot of emotions in you. So you have it in your power to save yourself from feeling the pain of having this strong emotion that will be so difficult for you to work through when you're an adult and you're coming, you know, for counseling and you're going in and talking to someone about the emotions that you grew up with, which is hatred, that you hate something. And that's why we have this show to help you facilitate that conversation, that communication that will eliminate the hate feelings. So the parents are saying to you, to the teenagers, hate is a very strong word. Let's try and talk things through so that you don't come to that point where you say, I hate hate you all the time and that's all I hear. The other point that they picked up there, the tip that they picked out um, is tip number 14. It says your parents need to know. They circled this number like many times, the four parents out of the six parents that were taking this survey of what things that they wanted their teenagers to know. It says your parents need to know. If you're being bullied, your parents need to know. If you're having trouble at school, your parents need to know. If you're feeling depressed, your parents need to know. If you're feeling anxious, your parents need to know. If you're over in your head and things are not working out for you, your parents need to know. Why? Because your parents are your way out. Your parents have the wisdom, the power, the resources to bring you back to physical and emotional safety. They can make it better. They can intervene on your behalf. But let me just, you know, get away from the tips for a second and talk to you about, because I know having done this work for so long that not Everyone has a mother and a father that is present in the home. And not everyone who has a mother and a father that is present in the home can relate to them as these are my parents, they are understanding, we can work things out. So I don't want this to be a show where people think, well, you know, she thinks she's talking to the Cosby, you know, family where both parents were attorneys and things were working out good and things will work out good in our lives. I do understand that not every family is a Cosby family. Not every family is the ideal family that has the parents that are there, that are present, that will always fight for you. What do you do in an instant like that? What I want you to understand is there are more adults that are caring, that have the heart to want to take care of teenagers, that have a heart to serve and be there for you if you go out and look for them. 
Where do you look for them? You can look for these adults in the school, right in the school where you are. Talk to some teachers. There will be a teacher that you feel so comfortable talking to. There will be a teacher that you just, you know, every time, even if you don't feel like talking, they ask you, are you okay? Is everything okay? And you can't help it, but just pour your heart to them and tell them everything that's going on with you. Let that be the role model, the per- the person that you talk to in place of your parents if that works for you instead of you opening up and talking to the parents if they're not available. Where else can you find these adults? You can go into a church and become a church member or just attend church. There are always members of the church that are waiting to talk to children and help them and give them advice. The other thing that is always available to you as well are therapists like myself who are licensed counselors and licensed uh, mental health uh, psychological people that that is what we would you know we have dedicated our lives to to be able to be there to provide counseling services to provide that safety net but most of all to provide you with the resources that you need so the other thing that people forget is you know i mean you want me to do you know be all and then all what i do is i help you to connect with the right people that i know will hold your hand and be there with you until you don't need them anymore until you can hold somebody else's hand so use the therapists use the counselors in the schools the guidance counselors the other counselors that are in there sometimes if you're here in the united states they're way too busy for you to talk to them they're way too busy to give you more than five minutes don't lose hope because there's somebody else who's an adult that they can refer you to if you ask and ask for a recommendation or a referral it's not because they don't care but it's so overwhelming some of the responsibilities that they have that they might not have the full 30 minutes or one hour that you might need to talk at that at that moment so i don't want you to waste time judging everyone and thinking everyone is bad and they don't want to listen to me nobody cares there will be somebody that cares if you give them a chance give them an opportunity and look out for those adults that will be able to give you the time that you need and mostly the advice that you need one other thing that um well, there were many of them. I'm doing today a show on the things that parents wish their teenagers knew. And as I said at the beginning of the show, this is one of my latest books, 47 and a half things teenagers need to know about getting along with their parents. Why 47 and a half? Hey, I turned 48 this year and I thought, you know what? The year is not over yet. Why not 47 and a half so that I can share with you also some of the things that I learned as a teenager, but mostly as a professional having done this work for 19 years now and uh, you know plus some more years working with teenagers one tip that the parents um, chose was be good number 16 it says grade cards are given as a measure of your achievement in school every job that you ever earn has an evaluation process but parenting a parent's measure of success is their children's life to be loving kind, humble, honest, and responsible. This is the great card that every parent wants to receive. And just in case you haven't heard it already or already figured it out, you win this one too if you can do them proud and do what you're supposed to do. It's one of my favorite tips, I can tell you. So I'll emphasize that again. Your parents, the only way that they will know that they did a good job, that they did the best that they could, you know, I mean, to help you, to mold you, to become the best that you can be, is for you to be a loving, kind, humble, honest, and responsible person. I will add to that a successful person. Whatever success definition will be in your life, but they want you to succeed in being the best that you can be. They want you to succeed in living your dreams. They want you to succeed in taking risks and not being fearful to do the things that you love the most. But most of all, make sure those are things that will bring you the income that will give you the living, you know, qualities and conditions that you need in your life. So just don't do things because I love doing them and then they don't pay you in the long run or they don't bring you a career in the long run, that's not going to make them happy because guess what? 
you're going to be going back home to them and saying, well, I know I'm singing and I know I'm in this band, but it's not paying anything. So can you guys help me with my rent? Can I stay here for a minute? That's not what they want. So make sure whatever you do, you do something and look into it on how you can make money, honest money, out of that career, out of the thing that you love the most. Number eight is another one they chose. Parents are going to be around long after your friends have come and gone. I didn't understand this when I was young, but now my parents are in Africa and I'm here in the United States, so I now understand it. It's only natural for you to want to spend time with your friends. Your parents get that. But if you're one of the millions of teenagers who treat their parents as an an inconvenience, except when you want something or ignore their existence, especially in public, then shame on you. Your parents love you more than anyone. They've got your back 24-7. They will never steal your boyfriend. They will never steal your girlfriend. They will never drop you like a hot biscuit for someone who has more to offer in the way of popularity. Well, fun, excitement, or help, they understand that you need that, and sometimes they don't provide that. But you know what? Respect them and put them in their position where, as parents, they won't feel as if they're not wanted, as if you know they're being a burden to you, or they're just a pain when they're around, because all they want to make sure is that you're safe, and that, you know what, there's nothing that can happen to you that they don't know about. So I had a quote with that one, and it says, other things may change us, But we start and end with the family. So remember that your family are not just for convenience. You know, your parents are not just there so you can get the money to go partying or to go to events or, you know, to hang out with your friends. They're there to also want to get to know who you are. They want to know what you want to do when you grow up. They want to know what's happening with your life as much as you can share with them, as much as you can sit there and, you know, um, enjoy their company. Company. Even if it's just for dinner, you don't have to tell them everything if you don't want them to know. But, you know, hang out with them. Be there. Be home. Because most teenagers these days cannot even have time where they can go to the movies or just be around the house where mom can know that you are up in the room or, you know, you're playing with your little sister or little brother or just talking to mom and saying, hey, how's your day? What's going on? Because most of the parents that were in my office, they're actually single parents and um, mostly women that were taking care of their teenagers by themselves. So they felt lonely. They felt as if, you know, all they did was work, work, work. So don't get me wrong. I also had to talk to them about their schedules and being a Available and also being open to um, you know you hanging out with your friends. Again, today we're talking about the things that parents wish their teenagers knew, and this is from my brand new book, 47 and a Half Things Teens Need to Know About Getting Along with Their Parents. We're going to take another quick break, and we'll be right back. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. The rise of women into society's most powerful leadership roles ranks among the most profound social transformations of recent decades. Leaders around the world realize that lifelong professional and personal developments are no longer an option. They are a necessity. It's time to excel. Dr. Stem is the personal and professional coach, trainer, and speaker who will take you from ordinary to extraordinary. To book one of her coaching sessions or services or purchase her books, email her at drstemmolatini at gmail.com or go to her website at www.drstem.org. As a youth motivational speaker, author, and coach, Dr. Stem understands that in a world where today's youth and parents are jaded and disappointed by institutions and people they perceive as out of touch with the reality of their lives, motivation is a dose that is much needed. It's time to excel. Dr. Stem Malatini is a refreshing change from the typical speaker. Dr. Stem understands the pressures, heartaches, temptations, hopes, and dreams of the generation that is just now coming of age. Students listen in transfixed silence as she speaks with the 
clarity and confidence of someone who has worked with teens, parents, and teachers for over 20 years. Her high-energy school assembly programs create a defining moment for schools and provide an experience students never forget. To reserve your seat in one of her coaching sessions, purchase her books, or to book her services, email her at drstemmolatini at gmail.com or go to her website at www.drstem.org. How much difficulty do you have getting your employees or your customers to listen to the solutions you can offer? This may be one of the great frustrations in business. It's time to excel. Dr. Stem now offers solutions with her Soft Skills Leadership Training Program and the Women's Executive Leadership Training Program. To reserve your seat in one of her coaching sessions, purchase her books, or to book her services, email her at drstemmolatini at gmail.com. Or go to her website at www.drstem.org. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to the Dr. Stem Show. To reach Dr. Stem or her guest, please call into the show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you prefer, you may send an email to drstemmolatini at yahoo.com. Now, back to this week's show. We're back again uh, to continue our conversation today with the things that parents wish their teenagers knew. What I said at the beginning, I'll reemphasize and reiterate again that this little book here is to help you start that conversation with your teenagers. It's for the teenagers to also start their conversations with their parents because there are two little books. One is for the teenagers and one is for the parents. Today, we happen to be discussing the one where the parents are talking to the teenagers and letting them know the things that they want them to know. The tip that I would discuss next with you is tip number 24. It says, understand that you're not the only one who changes as you grow. I'll tell you one thing of the six parents that I gave to choose. They didn't choose this one. And I wanted them to choose this one because then it's one that they have to be honest with themselves and one that the teenagers need to know uh, from the parents. So I'll tell you what tip, what I said on the tip. It says, whether you realize it or not, your parents are a sort of beacon or lighthouse. They are constant in your life. And I know you like that. They are safe. They are secure. They are supposed to be responsible. I doubt that nothing goes wrong with them and they're supposed to be perfect in your eyes and in everybody's eyes, no mistakes. But that doesn't mean that parents don't change. About half of you who read this will know and understand firsthand that parents change how they feel about each other at some point in their lives. Otherwise, they wouldn't be divorced if they didn't change, right? Divorce isn't the only change that parents go through, though. Your parents go through difficulties at work, Their friends betray their trust. Their financial problems will arise. They come and go. And a lot of time they are faced with going from their parents, which is your grandparents, you know, from being children themselves into being parents. And that's difficult. Some parents haven't even figured it out how they can be the best parents. But to you, you just see them as mom and you just see them as dad. But to them, some of them are still teenagers themselves because they never got to grow up and learn how to become a parent. And I know that's not your problem because a lot of you have parents who are trying to juggle between your, your, you know, between you taking care of you and their parents as well. And this is tough. So I say to you, cut them some slack, give them a break and do what you can to make the job and the changes that they feel as easy as possible. And that was number 24. So that you can understand as a teenager from a parent's perspective that they are human too and they will have human problems that they face in life. But you have to understand that sometimes they need time to go over that and sometimes, yes, I'll agree, they take it out on you and it's not your problem, it's not your fault because that's what I hear when you know the teenagers come to my office. That's not my problem. 
It's not my fault. So why are they taking out on me? I understand that. That it's not your problem, it's not your fault. But up until they can get the help that they need, if you can learn to separate that and say to yourself without getting angry and throwing things out and cursing at them more so they get more upset, if you can understand that and say to yourself, okay, now this sounds like something that has got nothing to do with me and you know, there's nothing that I have done to earn this because they're going through the change that they're going through so I'm not even going to get there with them, then they can figure out and seek, you know, the help that they need. Or maybe they can just get into a quiet time because now they are not having to argue and go back and forth with you. Then they have to face themselves and say to themselves, well, what am I doing? And why am I screaming? And why am I angry? And why am I telling this kid that you're going to be like your mother anyway, or you're going to be like your father anyway? And yet it's got nothing to do with them, you know, um, how their father has turned out. So I understand. And I wanted the parents to check that out where that you have to understand that they are human beings that will grow, go through changes. Number 46 was unanimously selected. This tip says there's going to come a time when you will no longer live with your parents and enjoy the security of having all your needs supplied for you. So you, if you decide or you are lucky enough to have a job at an early age, you know, as soon as you turn 16 or 18, start saving that money. Or, you know what, offer $50 sometimes so that they can help pay the electricity and they can help pay some bills as well. So help them out, you know, that way, because some people, some parents, you know, I can say they come in and they complain that I'm doing everything and I'm paying for everything. And I regret having, you know, taken custody of my child you know, leave them with no regrets because there'll be a time that, you know what, they can help you and there's a time that you can also help them. So start early and the parents are saying, I wish that they could just give me $50, $20 from their paycheck because that'll go a long way. So you know what your situation is. You know what your parents' situation is because I believe that these teenagers they are so much intelligent than we can ever know that they can see and hear everything so they know when you need that help so the parents did pick number 46 where it says no regrets uh, but mostly saying you know what we can do with the help sometimes number 44 was also unanimously picked it says wear your name well who you are to some extent is a reflection of who your parents are the choices you make can affect their businesses, their friendships, and their financial stabilities. The choices you make affects the lives of your siblings, your grandparents, and possibly even extended family members that you have no idea who they are and what they do. So wear your name proudly and wear it well. The parents agreed that they wanted the teenagers to know this because especially, you know, for those of you that have the famous last names and your parents are in high places, they're mayors, they're lawyers, they're in the government, you know that the world is looking at them as exemplary parents. They are looking at them to see what their teenagers are doing. They are looking at them to see are they good parents. So my hope and prayer is that they are good parents, even though you know they have busy lives, that they are good parents and you are going to help them to show the world a reflection of how much they've been able to give you time as well as you know give uh, time to their services, whatever job or service that they have to provide to the masses because their number one responsibility I can tell you after having worked and continuing to work with people that are in famous places and in high places, their number one priority is their children. They want to see their children doing well. They want to be able to be available to their children. That's their number one priority. So don't ever think that you come second or you come third to their job and you know they're always being pulled away because their first thing is if my children want me, then and that's where I want to be. But the problem is, once you become a teenager, you start rebelling and thinking, well, you know what? They're in the government, and this is what's important to them, so forget them. I don't even want to talk to them. I don't want to see them. I don't tell them anything. As a result, they're thinking that everything is going well with you, and then when something happens, that's when they come back and talk about number 44. Oh, no, 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 no. You got to wear your name well because look at this now. You're embarrassing us. You know what positions we are. 
it's supposed to be said before you get yourself into trouble, before you get yourself to act out so that they can actually give you time to talk to you. So what the parents are saying in a you know, uh, nutshell is wear your name well. Just remember that whatever name you are, whether your parents are in a famous position or not, mine were not, but the, pro- the thing about it is I knew better that they wanted me to do well. They wanted my siblings, all seven of us, to do well so that they can you know have that card remember we talked about their report card that it's going to be about how you become what you become that's their report card because when they look at you and they see what you're doing then they will know that you've worn your name well that you've respected the fact that you, you know what you come from a you know a family you come from people that want you to do well that are supportive and sometimes that are not supportive but then you know better to find your way among the people that are unsupportive and find your way to that one person that will be able to help you out to um, wear your name well. Let me look at some of these ones because there were so many of them that were different as well. So we talked about college. We know, we talked about knowing well, oh, I know another one that they chose was number 27, being confident. They say, do parents have every intention of raising you to be confident, happy, and successful and able to live on your own? Parents don't want to hold you back. They really say they don't want to hold you back. So no matter what your color, what your neighborhood, you know, what neighborhood you live in, how much money your family does or doesn't have, what school you go to or don't go to, what brand of clothes that you wear. Oh, my God, the brand of clothes or the brand of shoes that you wear. All they want you to do is to be confident and to be, you know, uh, outspoken in a nice way that you turn out to be amazing and unique. They, all the parents, they, they always want their children to be unique individuals who have power to make life good for yourself and others around you. So hold your head up high and go through each day knowing that you're loved, that your parents want only the best for you. Living a confident life is like sending your parents a great big thank you card every day because you are a confident person. So be confident. And, you know, in being confident, let me just add to that point to say, remember now that at some point, in this country, they say 18. In Zimbabwe, it's 21. When you're 21 years old, that's when they consider you a mature adult that can now make responsible choices. In this country, they say 18, and some parents have said 16, that you are now an adult and you are making responsible choices. The honest truth is, at some point, whether it's 21, 18, 25, 30 you're going to have to make the choices to be confident. You're going to have to make the choices of who you want to become in life, what you want in life, because life is going to turn out to be what you make it. It's going to turn out to be what you decide your life is going to be. So regardless of what your parents are or you have parents or they have passed on and you don't have a parent, you are in foster care and the parents that are taking care of you are not your biological parents or you are in a foster group or you know you are in some residential program. The bottom line is you have to determine what kind of life that you want to live. You have to determine who you want to become in life despite all those people that are around you because the power, the power lies within you to make that choice and to do what you need to do to get the support system that you need to get into the places that you need to get into for training, for preparation, to do whatever it is that you have to do. So I want to make sure that I emphasize that that regardless of what these parents have chosen to say to you today or have chosen to say in that book, 47 and a half things teenagers need to know about getting along with their parents, 
the bottom line is you as a teenager have a great opportunity to start your life because many of us adults, they start, you know, we start to look back and say, if I had to live my life all over again, if I could have a choice, these are the things that I could do. And you know what? You don't have to be in that position. You have an opportunity right now to make that choice. You have an opportunity right now to create a life where you will not have those regrets if only I could make another decision and become a teenager again. I would start my life all over again. If only I could do this, I could do, you know, make the different choices in my life. The choices are all yours, despite what the parents or the teachers say. What are your choices? One that I would have chosen as my number one was number 23. Make your faith real and personal. I had put it as number 23 because then you might ask, well, if it was going to be a number one, how come it's a tip that's number 23 in your book? As you know, you know, we are all from different faiths and backgrounds and beliefs and everything. So I didn't want that to impact the people when they open the book and say, oh, here she goes. She always talks about faith and spiritual and everything. I wanted people to have an open mind so that we can talk about everything that makes a well-rounded teenager, but that makes well-rounded life decisions for the teenagers, the parents, and all the adults in the communities and uh, those that listen to this show. So making your faith real and personal is actually my number one, as well as some other parents, they circled it and made that an important one as well. In that tip, I said most parents raise their children with some sort of religious beliefs and backgrounds. But there's going to be a time, usually during your teenage years, which is right now, when you're going to question these beliefs, it's only natural to do that. In fact, it's for the best that you question it so that you can make your own decisions on what you want to believe in, uh, you know, what your faith is going to be um, like for the rest of your life and for your families that you will have one day. So the question of faith is to make it your own. You will believe because you believe not because your parents did say you are Catholic or you have to go to church or you have to believe in God. You believe because you owned it and you researched it and this is what you want to do. So getting to this point in your life is a sign of maturity that tells you that your parents are doing a good job. For me, I'm a Christian, as all of you know. I believe in God, and I'm not shy about that because he has been my guide and protector. So I know that there's nothing that I can do. I always tell people I can do all things, you know, through Christ who strengthens me. That's one of my favorite quotes when it comes to uh, my faith and my personal belief. So find yours, whatever it is. And your parents are saying, you know, come to church with me and, you know, Find what it is that you want to do with your life, but find some grounding, some faith that will help you when things are tough, when you're not able to stand on your own, when I'm not around anymore, find that faith to find, you know, a grounding to stand on. So I hope that this has been helpful. Today we've been talking about the things that parents wish their teenagers know. And this is from my book, which is available. All my books are available on Amazon.com, 47 and a half things teenagers need to know about getting along with their parents. I'm also available to come into your neighborhoods, your communities, the schools, to come to speak to your teenagers about the choices, about the things that you want them to know, but mostly about how they can mold their lives and make the right decisions right at this tender age of teenage and then not have any regrets. This is Dr. Stem Matlatini. I hope you join us again next time on the Dr. Stem Show. Thank you for listening to the Dr. Stem Show. Please join us next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, and 9 p.m. GMT on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another enlightening show. Have a terrific week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 